I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is Stephen Mitchell Sack. He's an attorney, and he's the author of Fired, Protect Your Rights and Fight Back If You're Terminated, Laid Off, Downsized, Restructured, Forced to Resign, or Quit. If you work for a living, you risk getting fired, but that doesn't mean you're helpless. Nationally known workplace attorney Stephen Mitchell Sack has created a comprehensive guidebook for surviving a firing with over 41 years experience. That's a lot of experience. He gives you the information and power you need to fight back, cut a deal, stand up for your rights and land firmly on your feet. In a clear language, he explains what to do, what to ask for and insist on, and how to protect your rights if you are let go or forced to resign, feel you have been unfairly or illegally fired, or just exploited in any way or quit. This valuable information can save you money, increase your termination benefits, and also save you time and aggravation so you can get on with your life. He's the best-selling author of 20 law books and has spent his 41-year legal career defending people who have been exploited in the workplace. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, Stephen. Nice to have you on again. You were on, yeah. Thank you so much. Good morning. So I keep saying, okay, so you were on last year. The book is fired. Uh, Any, you know, there's a lot of new stuff that's happened since I talked to you last that has to do with firing. And I thought, well, you're the guy to ask. You're the lawyer to ask, I should say, because this there, I think it was in the New York Times, uh, two people were fired, two researchers from Google, um, because uh, they were exploring, I guess, uh, the results of AI bias in hiring and yeah. firing. So yep. I thought, yeah, I, I, yeah. So let's talk about that because that's yeah. that's a whole new, yeah a whole new subject, I guess, right? Well, uh, you know, there's always new uh, wrinkles to my theories, uh, but basically, I've been doing this for a long time, as you know. I've represented over fifteen thousand fired employees and executives, and I will tell you that the strategies that we're going to discuss this morning are tried and true, whether. You were fired about, you know, AI, or you were fired <laughs> for complaining about discrimination, or you're a woman and you're not paid equally as a man and you complain about it. I mean, every case has its own unique set of facts, but in the end, when people are terminated, I want our listeners to know that every firing is negotiable. Do not accept the company's first offer. Stand up for yourself, go back in, and request a better deal. And I'm sure we'll talk about how, uh, you know, what are some of the things that people should ask for uh, in this interview. Okay, so every firing is negotiable. Is that true? Every single one is negotiable? Every fi- well, listen, if you're yeah. fired for punching somebody out or drinking on the job, okay. no. But okay. if you're fired through no fault of your own, let's say you're there for 20 years and, you know, you're a 61-year-old female and... You've been doing a good job, and all of a sudden, uh, it's a restructuring, a downsizing, and they bring you in and they say, Catherine, uh, you know, times are tough here. We've got to let you go, and here's 20 weeks of severance pay. You better believe that you should uh, negotiate a better deal. In my own practice, and, I'm, and I really am telling people the truth, um, I get more, more than 80% of the time, 
I will do better on a deal. Now, I'm not saying everybody gets another $100,000. I may get someone maybe only another two weeks, right? But if you're making 100000 a year, that's $4,000 extra. I may get you another month or two or three of COBRA paid for by the company, you know, by the ex-employer. And when you are out of a job and you don't have money to pay your mortgage, uh, getting the company to carry your medical premium for a couple of extra months certainly is going to give you peace of mind. Um, I represent people who are fired close to the end of the year and they're expecting a bonus for the year, and I get them a pro rata bonus. If you're fired right before a commission is due you because you did all the lead work on a deal and they cut you out of that, uh-uh. You need to go back in and demand payment. And this is what I do day in and day out. And severance negotiations are easy. You just have to know, you know what to say, what to ask, or hire a lawyer such as myself to be able to negotiate for you. Right, but I want to step back because you mentioned one of them. I think the biggest uh, biases are, you said, Catherine turning 60, goodbye, we're going to hire somebody younger. They don't actually say that. No, but I didn't ages- say that. I said, I said uh, you're, uh, Catherine, you are 60, not you, but uh, yeah. Catherine is 61 years old, and it may be difficult for her to find gainful employment uh, you know, at her age. Let's say she's 66. And she can't prove age discrimination, but the company said that they're firing Catherine because of a budget cutback or a job elimination. That's what I said. All right. So let's talk about ageism. That's a ageism. That's a huge, especially with the aging population, because I think you have very specific uh, ways in which to mitigate that ageism or how you can help people when they find themselves in that situation if they're over 60, over 65, and uh, they're being let go or they're not even being hired. So what do you do? Well, proving age discrimination is not so simple unless you have a smoking gun evidence. Like if someone says, you know, Catherine, you're not working your territory like you used to. We're looking for some fresh blood or, you know, your energy level is, I mean, those are the telltale signs. And let's say you and four other people executives are terminated and you're all over 60 and then you're right statistically they bring in four newcomers even though they said they were your job is being eliminated you find out a week later that they've rehired someone else in your position at who's 29 or 39 years old then you you might have a a, a solid claim for age discrimination okay i think you know one of the things that i'm finding uh, maybe amongst colleagues, friends, whatever. I mean, there is an issue with being computer savvy, for instance. What do you do about that? Because it is true. Most or statistically, we're talking about many people, let's say over 60, don't really have the computer skills that change every six months. Let's say a 25 year old or a 30 or a 35 year old do. How do you handle those situations? Well, companies have the right to terminate people who don't have the skill set that they require. I mean, that, it's just that simple. You would think if they really liked you and liked your work and know that you're a loyal, dedicated, and competent executive, let's say, and maybe your computer skills were a little deficient, they would allow you to take some courses that they would pay for to train you and make you a better, uh, you know, better technician. Um, it all depends on how you value there, but I find that companies uh, rarely um, value loyalty, integrity, and competence. They're trying <laughs> to save money. They look around. They figure out how they how they can get rid of people to save the you know the bottom line. You know to make money on the bottom line for the shareholders, and they don't look at people as people. 
and they don't realize that it's a person's life. See, I'm very blessed because a job is, is an integral part of a person's life. And when I chose to represent fired employees, you know, I realized, and now, I, of course, you know, 41 plus years later, I realized that it's such a traumatic time. And people, see, companies will fire you typically suddenly. And they'll bring you into a room and they'll ask you to sign an agreement. And you'll just sign it thinking, oh, great, I got, you know, some severance pay. How lucky am I? And they don't realize that, you know, because and, 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 the company just wants you to bow your head and shuffle your feet out the door. And they don't realize that all they have to do is go back in and discuss the terms of the separation agreement. And more often than not, and I mean this sincerely, more often than not, you will get a better deal. But you have to ask for it. And then you have to know what to ask for. So I wrote Fired as like my final. I'm not writing any more books. I'm almost 70. I'm done. You're Um, fired. I I really am. No, I work all day long. I mean, I've been up (laughs) since 5 o'clock this morning uh, on three new matters that that people hired me last night that I'm negotiating severances, you know, packages today and tomorrow. But the point is that, you know, I wrote fired because it's everything is really in there all the checklists all the things to say i have chapters like how to prove age discrimination how to prove sex discrimination how to prove retaliation discrimination how to use it in a severance negotiation you know you don't have to be a lawyer to understand this stuff you just have to know that especially if you're a female if you're a person of color if you're pregnant if you're over 60 you're in a protected class and companies are they're just anxious to get you to sign a release so they're going to throw more money at you uh, if you're reasonable just because they want you to sign something because they don't need a potential lawsuit hanging over their head. That's what you want to capitalize on, and that's why you should go back in and never, ever accept the company's first offer. Every firing is negotiable. All right, so every firing is negotiable. Well, and let's get specific about how you said in the book uh, uh, there's lots of information about how to prove sex discrimination. So let's talk about that. How do you do that? Well, you know, you really should speak to an attorney. I mean, well, if you're going to, you're talking about proving sex discrimination. Uh, you, you, you might be filing uh, a sex discrimination charge. For example, if you work in New York City, you want to go to the New York City Human Rights Commission, you want to file a complaint, you want to speak to an investigator, or you might want to retain a, a lawyer to help you draft and, you know, figure out what rights you have. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about every single person that's fired, that's not fired for doing something wrong, like for cause, for stealing or punching someone out or doing like that. But if you've been at a company, even a couple of years, clients hire me, they've been there two years and they were fired suddenly. If you're fired, you have to go back in, either on your own or with counsel, you know, representing you. And I also frankly think that she who represents herself has a fool for a client. So it's not, it's not the smartest thing for you on your own to negotiate. Um, you know, I, the way I structure my, my fee arrangements, it's so positive and so easy that it's kind of silly for you not to consider hiring a lawyer or an expert like myself because I only charge a discounted one-hour consultation fee of $300. And that's to re- spend an hour with you, have a lawyer-client relationship, have a privileged relationship, so you send me your separation agreement. We rip it apart, we talk about it, and we figure out how I can do better. Then if you want to hire me, there are no fees up front, and I get one-third of the gross above what the company offered you. So if they offered you 10 weeks, that's yours. I don't get a penny. 
And a, a client this morning asked me, was there ever a, uh, in my career where I went to the company and because I went to the company, they withdrew the offer that was already on the table? Honestly, the answer is no. Because I don't reject offers. I just speak to company HR people or opposing counsel. I say, you know, listen, you know, my client's been there for 20 years. While we appreciate your 10 weeks of severance, uh, they have an expensive home, you know, in upstate New York. There's two kids in college or my wife's, uh, you know, my, my client's wife is sick or whatever, you know, whatever I could play the violin, you know. Mm-hmm. Or my client made you last year $2 million or saved you $2 million by coordinating this or that. And what I do is I appeal to corporate decency and fair play and bingo. More often than not, I get a better deal. Now, I'm not saying every deal is $100,000 more. I might get you another twenty grand, but you know what? So what? I mean, it's more money in your pocket. I might get you another couple of months of paid COBRA. I might get you cash in lieu of outplacement or outplacement. I might get you that bonus. I might get you a favorable letter of reference. I might eliminate language in there like, uh, you know, there's disparagement language, you know. Maybe I can make it mutual. Maybe I can get you that letter of reference. I mean, there's just so many little things that I focus on when I work with a client, and more often than not, it's successfully, you know, amicably resolved. Well, you've had 41 years of experience, I think, experience to me anyway, if I'm seeking professional help, doctor, lawyer, whatever is is critical. But getting back to what you started with in the beginning, people, uh, one of the cries is, well, if I get a lawyer, it's going to be so expensive, it's not going to be worth it, why should I do it? And not everybody right. can go to you, uh, Stephen Mitchell Sack, and they have to go to other lawyers who, what, oh, charge a lot of money, or how do you get no, around no, no, that? No, the bottom yeah. line is, well, well, I, I can't speak for the lawyers, but knowing yeah. that, and knowing that I wanted to give back to uh, American society and the public, I decided that I was not going to overbill people for my work, and because I was going to represent them other than the $300 initial consultation, which I have to get, because we have to have a lawyer-client relationship, and by the way, I deducted 300 from my from my fee. So if you know, if I get them another nine thousand dollars and I earn a three thousand dollar fee, and they paid me 300 bucks, I deduct that from my final fee. So they're really paying me nothing up front, uh, other than like a, an advance to help them and try to get them better. Um, that's why I deliberately set up that arrangement. And so for me, and I can only speak for me, I know what other lawyers charge. You're right. They charge a lot of money. They want 750 or 1500 for a consultation. I mean, it's, it's nonsense. I don't do that. And I would never do that. So, and I, you know, this, it's, we're not here for people to hire me necessarily. I don't really care. I'm just telling you that the most important message, and people can read my book. They don't have to read my book. I just want people to know that when they get fired, I've, I've proven this. I mean, like I said, 15,000 times I've represented people. More likely than not, if you go back to the company on your own or with a lawyer, the odds are your deal, your offer of severance and other benefits will be improved. So don't be afraid. Don't be timid. You have options, and you always have an option, and it's much better to be represented by legal counsel, so do it. But so now you personally, because you're saying you're not going to – that this is your last book, so now what are you going to do? I mean, you've been writing all of the 20 law books. I know. Yeah, so – You know what it is? I'm spending the rest of my career working – I've never been busier. You know, more and more every year, you know, more and more people you represent – 
they tell other people about you. I have hundreds of five-star Google, Avil, and Yahoo reviews, and fortunately, a lot of people these days are finding me online. They're reading my reviews, and they're realizing that I'm honest, fair, and there's no BS about me. So it's really, my practice is just blowing up. It always was busy, but it's even busier, and I'm very happy, and you know, I mean, I've, I've done what I can. The book that I wrote, Fired, uh, my own company published it. It was very expensive. I did it during COVID. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have staff to sell it. So if people hear about it, great. It is, it, um, it's a major seller in, uh, there's one bookstore in New York, Barnes & Noble on 46th and 5th. Uh, in the business section, there's a whole stack of my books, and they're selling, from what I've been told by the manager, really, really well, because the manager believes in self-help, and he believes in fighting for your rights. This particular manager of the store is a just a very progressive you know, uh, a person that really believes in self-help, and um, he's helped me by putting... I think that's the only bookstore in the country <laughs> that's carrying it because I'm an independent publisher. Other than that, people can find it, you know, by Googling it or buying it through Amazon. But without, like, an interview like this, it's really not out there. And I don't really care. I mean, I wrote it to do the best I could. It's won awards in terms of reviews. Um, and, you know, I've done the best I can. And now whoever gets it and wants it and reads it, well, good luck to them because they're going to get a pretty definitive guide on everything they need to know when they're fired or so, about to be fired. Or about to be fired, but you are so passionate about what you do. I mean, that comes across. I mean, it, it, you almost make it an ex exciting, even though it would be something that people perhaps dread having to do or go through. But uh, I think your personality, obviously, obviously plus ex expertise, comes into play. But do you do, like, you know, telehealth? Do you do telelegal? Like, you can have a whole consult. Yeah, most on of it, you're right. And yeah. thank you so much for that compliment. Yeah. My um, passion is sincere. It came from my father, of blessed memory who encouraged me to write a book in law school, which was published in 1981 by Prentice Hall. It was called The Salesperson's Legal Guide. There was never a book ever written for salespeople, and my dad was so brilliant. And then it just, I wrote The Employee Rights Handbook. I wrote The Working Woman's Legal Survival Guide, published also by Prentice Hall. And all these books have been such a wonderful, wonderful, you know, experience that I've done. But the bottom line is that, you know, People have to know that they have rights. And the laws, like you said before, they really have changed. Uh, it used to be, you know, the law favored employers. Now it's totally in favor of employees. And, by, you know, you have to know what rights you have. And you have to fight back. And the passion that I have is because I truly, every day of my, of my work, every day, I get more money for people who are fired. So, you know, I know what, I've, what I do. I know what I've done. I mean, I get wonderful comments from people. Thank you for what you did. And, you know, and, and so just how we do it is most people find me. They call me. Um, they pay me the $300 by Zelle or Venmo. Uh, we set up the one hour. They then send me their documents because we have a lawyer-client privilege. And within a day or two, I've had the one-hour consultation. And then if they decide that they want to hire me, you know, I prepare a retainer letter. I read it to them first. They approve it. I email it to them. They sign it. They send me a script of who I'm going to speak with, the phone number, and what I'm going to say. And basically, I typically follow that because my obligation is to, uh, you know, I represent the client. I have to honor the client's wishes. And basically, I do my thing, and more often than not, 
I get a better deal. It's just that simple. So I'm I'm driven by you know the the success of of this whole theory that I think you know I'm pretty much um, you know responsible for. I back in 1981 when I started my own law firm, um, negotiating severance packages was not like so common or understood. But I got lucky in 1984. I was written up in the Wall Street Journal. There was an article. I was representing like about. Um, uh, some middle managers who were terminated in one shot, and I got each of them like another 12000 bucks. And someone tipped off a reporter at the Wall Street Journal and did a story about it, and that was it. I started representing Wall Street people, bankers, hedge fund people, you know, in finance. But then it morphed out to, you know, people all over the country in terms of, and you know, executives and employees, and then, then that was it. And so... Uh, I'm trying to get my my, bo- my my my. I have two sons. They're both lawyers. Trying to get them to take over my practice and learn from me, from you know what I know, and hopefully I'll continue this uh, you know this legacy. So you're going to do that with your own kids, your own boys. Uh, they're lawyers. But what about uh, law students? I mean, it would seem to me I, I wouldn't stop there. I mean, all of this information and experience, and uh, your as a your passionate attitude uh, towards what you do. Yes. Are you teaching? Thank you. Are you, do you plan to teach? Yeah, so, no, no. What I do is I do litigate, but I don't do the actual litigation. I bring in a litigator. He's brilliant. His name is Scott Lucas. Scott A. Lucas. He and I have won some of the largest jury verdicts in New York. We won a $6.6 million verdict in the Bronx on behalf of three pregnant women. We went to the Court of Appeals and changed the law such that Thousands of people that work in the restaurant industry are now getting a lot more tips and gratuities. Um, you know, I mean, m- many of my cases are public, and I work with Scott Lucas. He's about 20 years younger than me. He's the most brilliant litigator I've ever seen. He's a killer. He's a pit bull, but he's kind and he's, you know, considerate. But, you know, you want a lawyer that, you know, when, when you're um, deposing uh, the uh, the president of a company or an HR person, and they've been lying about you know why they terminated your client. Uh, you need someone that can really rip them apart on the stand, uh, and that goes a long way to impressing a jury, obviously. And that's what we do, and that's why you know we've been successful in litigation. So yes, it's not just uh, representing a client in negotiations. If they have a a, a solid case uh, that's significant, uh, I will bring in my litigation counsel. And the two of us will um, litigate and sue the company. And what's always so funny, Catherine, is that <laughs> in the beginning, you know, the company is always like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like, I can't tell you how many times uh, we had an initial meeting, like a mediation. We would have taken 600000 let's say. The company offered me fifty grand, and I told them to stick it. And then uh, after depositions and discovery, where we read uh, three million emails, and we learned that the company was lying, which happens so often, uh, they, they're begging us to settle, and then we say, no, you could have settled for 600 now we want $4 million. And inevitably, they cave because they have to. If they go to trial, uh, knowing, you know, uh, their adversary, you know, me and Mr. Lucas, uh, who have won many cases, so they know that they're, they're in for a battle, and we're only going to tell the truth. That's the whole idea. If you, you can win a case if you tell the truth. Yeah, and, and you are it. known. You are known as the employee's lawyer. I think I mentioned that earlier. If I didn't, I'm mentioning it now. We have a couple minutes left. And fired is Stephen Mitchell Sachs' uh, last book. So, um, 
buy it, listen to it. And on... by the way, if you hire me for the consult, you get the book for free. I do that oh, as well. Great. So, Fired. And Protect if people, your rights if and people want to reach me, can yep. I give them you know, some information? Yeah, now give us a website. We get two Thank minutes you. Left. So first yeah. of all, if you want to call me directly, I have a 24-7 uh, cell number, a business number. It's 917-371-8000. 917-371-8000. I have an email address, which is Stephen. Sack, A-T-T-Y, at hotmail.com. If you want to learn more about me, go to my homepage, which is stevensack.com or theemployeeslawyer.com. And if you want to learn more about the book, go to legalstratpub.com. That's legalstratpub.com. The book is available through Amazon, and you can order it at a bookstore, I'm sure. Uh, but Barnes & Noble in New York does carry it. Again, if you want to call me and just chat, I'm not going to charge you. It's my pleasure to say hello and answer a quick question or two. It's 917-371-8000. If you have an email, stephensack, A-T-T-Y, at hotmail.com, or you can go find me uh, at stephensack.com or theemployeeslawyer.com. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. As always, uh, lots of great information. And uh, Stephen Mitchell Sack, the employee's lawyer, fired. (laughs) You're not fired, but. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. (laughs) 